Welcome back to Remember to Floss, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, took happy, a week off. Yeah, we took a week off. Happy 4th of July. Belated 4th of July. Shouldn't have left you. I know. Uh, go by step two. Step two. Anyways, hope you guys had a really great vacation. If you went anywhere and if you didn't, well, hope you had a good time, you know, doing nothing. Watching the fireworks, hopefully. Stay- staycation. Yeah, hopefully you blew up something, at least, if you're going to be at home. <laughs> so, so, hopefully not yourself. Uh, hopefully your meat sweats from eating all that grilled meat is gone. It was a lot of grilled meat going down. Grilled meats. But yeah, we have a great pod coming to you today. Uh, We have our good friend Josie that we talked to not too long ago uh, about her journey from being a hairdresser to being the owner of Thank Yoga and then uh, now going into her new venture, which is basically like a finishing school for yoga. She describes it way better than that. But you'll hear it in the interview, uh, what she's up to these days. Yeah, we talk a little bit about her journey from how she falls into everything. And um, I think the best way to describe it is you kind of just have to go with the flow. Not be super focused on something and forget about everything else around you because you then will lose sight of the bigger picture, which I think is a really great lesson to learn from this one. Great piece of advice in that way. Sure. Definitely her journey is uh, an inspiring one. So hopefully you guys will be inspired. And uh, let's go to it. We have a special guest this week. Yes. <laughs> Every week. This week we have Josie Schweitzer of the Thank Yoga fame and family. Yeah. How's it going, Josie? It's going good. What's up? Not much. We're happy oh to my have gosh. you. I'm happy to be here feel honored i'm really excited that you're here we've been trying to get you here and it's like you've been busy with your new baby well and by baby we busy. mean new studio <laughs> yeah disclaimer everybody <laughs> Whoa. just trying to throw announcements out on the bus man josie you could have given me a heads up prior people you know, are gonna be so like it's i'm sorry what did you say yeah. she has a baby yeah. no anyways we invited you here today because we want to talk about your path to where you are today yeah. Which I find um, just a mini backstory. Josie and I have known each other for a little bit. Um, for a while. For a while. I guess it is. I'm going to say a little a bit. Didn't I mean, you shit. tell me like you've known each other for a really decent 10 years? I'm sure. Has it been 10 years? Oh, gee, back in the day, you were taking pictures of oh, me. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so true. Wow. I forgot about that. 10 years. I felt know? famous when I would get tagged in a photo <laughs> <by> With That's my good. Adidas track jacket on. Oh, oh my man, gosh, I remember that. That, that was at Duomichi. Oh, oh those were the days. Those were the good old days. Um, but you had a different career path back then. Definitely different from this one. So that's why we brought you here, because I want to hear about your transition and how you did it and why you did it. So let's start from the beginning. You didn't always do yoga. I did not. What'd you do? Oh <laughs> Um, so I was a hairstylist. How'd you get into that? Okay. 
Okay, this is a whole other story. Yeah, Do I'm, you I'm, dive I'm into down this for one? that. Yeah, um, that's what a podcast is for. Wow, I was right. actually just talking about this the other day. So in high school, I would always cut my friend's hair, like for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. I was gonna um, say, was this uh, allowed? This was like a they wanted, wanted me to. Cut? Yeah, it was that's really weird. It's a good start. That's a good like, start. They They're... trusted me to cut their hair. I don't know why, but like I just saw this like artistic side to it. Yeah. Um, and I was like the weird artist. I was into photography and all that stuff. So that's cool. I did my own hair. I never went to the hair salon, like cut my own hair, colored it, did my friend's hair, but it was never like I thought that I would go to hair school. It Do never it even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. So divergent, real quick. Yeah. How did you cut the back of your hair if you cut your own hair? Because did you do like a mirror? Like how did uh, that situation work? You pull work? it to the front. You just figure out ways to like angle it. it. Yeah. Okay. I believe. You. I got really creative. Yeah. Sometimes you like. Yeah. It was. Uh, as long as you're not using like the, the what is the <laughs> thing where you put the blade on there? Oh and no. You, like, but I'm still style. my own hairstylist today. Like I still really? cut my own hair. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. Right. Yeah. That's Saves crazy. a lot of money. Right. That is the truth. But so okay, so <clears throat> I was going to go to art school for or art college for photography. And then it was like super expensive. And I was also like really into partying and not that serious about school. <laughs> so my we mom's like, all there. Uh, I don't really think I want to pay like 30 grand a year for you to go to school that you're probably going to fail out of. And she was like, what if you go to hair school? I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then I, and then it was just like, wait, maybe. And so I scheduled an appointment with this chick at a salon and it happened to be like this cool chick with tattoos and like, I was just asking her questions. Like, mm. I was in high school, and I was like, I thought that was so cool. And I was asking yeah. her questions like, how much do you make and all this stuff. And it was just, like, the perfect person I could have gone to. And mm. she was like, I'm making a killing. Like, I love what I'm doing. It's so much fun. And I was like, I'm sold. Okay. So I started hair school two weeks after I graduated high school, and that was it. I, like, loved uh-huh. it. And how did your parents feel about you going into hair school? Well, my mom is an artist, and okay. she was the one that suggested it. So she yeah. was all about it. She was Sweet. like, go do this thing. My, You know. She thought it was cool too. So yeah, but I came from a school. school that it was like not really that thing that you do. Like everybody gotcha. was going to like Ivy League schools and yeah. shit. And here yeah. I am, like, I'm gonna go to cosmetology I'm gonna school. Go to hair school. So I was not like excited to like tell people about that. But gotcha. then I was like a year into school, like or a year after school, done with school, like making money, loving what I was doing. Like all mm. my other friends were like still in school, not sure what they were doing, dropping out. Like, I mean, some went on to do whatever, but like I was happy with my decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It was more instead of uh, parental um, questioning, it was more of like a social pressuring. Like that's interesting in that case because yeah. I mean, often, especially in like creative fields, it's people people's parents maybe don't necessarily understand a creative path. But that's good that you had a mom. I was really so lucky to course. have my mom. Like yeah. she's all about like she lives vicariously through me a little bit. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> don't all our parents? Awesome. So she's always like, yes. You should totally do, do this that. thing that I always wanted to do. So That's awesome. It's good. Sweet. Yeah. Was it here in Columbus that you did hair school? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so hair school, you did hair for a while. How long did you do hair for? Ten years. Ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the flip. What mm-hmm. happened to where you were like, okay, I'm, I want to do something else. How did you discover yoga? So doing hair all day long is very... Um, taxing on the body right so you're not only like standing all day long talking to people it's like and I like to hear people's stories and I am very like empathetic so I pick up on people's energy like I kind of like take it in Mm -hmm. um so I was doing and I was like addicted to it because at that point 
like halfway through my career, I was my own boss. I had my own space. So like I made my own hours Mm -hmm. and my family would always joke at me being like, your boss sucks because you always have to work. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Because I was just like, yes, yes, yes. I wouldn't say no. Like I was Mm -hmm. always working, like hardly took breaks. But I was like, my body, like I would leave and just feel like shit at the end of the day, like wiped out, didn't have anything left for anyone. Like, and I just knew, I was like, this is not what I want to do forever. Like, Mm -hmm. and also once you get, into something like that I felt like I could do it in my sleep and Mm. it was like not challenging um, challenging me and I like I'm someone that that needs a challenge like I had my clientele I had this it was all like set up for me to like have a path in that field I didn't need new clients like I was making really good money but something in me was like but what are you doing like what's next like you Mm. need to like feed that fire of like curiosity Mm -hmm. and so I wasn't looking for something to like come into my life and like change Mm. but I started practicing yoga and it just happened Mm. so um I had tried it a couple times throughout the years like different studios but nothing really clicked until I found a more strength oriented practice and once I started doing that I got addicted to it and I was like I have to keep going and then once I was practicing a lot I was like what is going on like something was happening to my mind that I was Mm. like Shit is like in in a good way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I was seeing, I was like experiencing the effects of the practice and how it was shifting my outlook on life and just like things in general and bringing up like memories. And um, I was like, so then I just got curious again. I was like, I want to know more about this. I didn't do a teacher training. We, it's a teacher training is when you go and like you can get certified to Mm -hmm. teach yoga. I wanted to go do this thing to like find out more about the practice. And I felt like that was the best way to do it. So I bought, because I was my own boss, I found this training online, like through the internet. It wasn't online, but it was in Costa Rica and it was like three weeks away and I just had to do it. So I was like Mm. closing my books, going to Costa Rica by myself, going to go there for a week and do a teacher training. And so I did. And that's when everything changed. Mm. Like I remember being in that room, like towards the end of the week, being like, this is going to be what I do for the rest of my life. And I don't know to what capacity or what that's going to look like. But I came back knowing that that was going to be like my new path. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Big. Now, so <clears throat> how long? So was that like halfway through when you had been owning your own hair business or? Yeah. When did that when did that come I guess you weren't looking for it obviously. So when did that come into your life in that way? It was probably You know, I got certified only a year before I opened Think. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was only and I wasn't teaching full time before I opened the studio, but mm-hmm. it probably came like I don't know 7 years ago. So yeah, like 5 years into my career. Gotcha. Um like halfway through. Yeah. Okay, so you got certified, and then a year later, you opened the studio. Yeah. What What was your mindset when you're like, I want to, I, I have to have a space of my own? Because obviously, you've yeah. always been your own boss since you, I mean, you had, you had your own space, so on and so forth. Obviously, did you ever think to yourself, I should probably teach somewhere else before oh. I open a studio? Or was it just like, I'm going to do this and just get it and like, and do it? What's funny is like, I knew, I saw like 
far ahead. I was like, I'm going to have a space. But obviously, I was like, I can't just be like, I'm opening a studio. I just started teaching. I mean, I guess I could have. But I came back from that. And I was like, I was actually really nervous to start teaching. Like, I was really scared to like, try out to teach at a studio. Mm -hmm. I was like, what if I suck? Because I had told myself, this is what I want to do. And then I was really afraid of that, like, what if they don't like you? Because I was doing something that I was really good at and I could stand and say, like, I'm good at doing hair. Like, mm -hmm. it's something that, like, came naturally to me. But this was a new thing and it's, like, a different thing. It was, like, overexposing myself by being, like, I want to do this. I want to try to do this. So mm -hmm. I had a friend once I came back. I was, like, I have no idea where the fuck to try to teach. And because I didn't want to go to like these big name studios, I didn't think I was like good enough for that. So my friend kept bugging me. She's like, my gym needs a yoga instructor. And I was like, okay, okay. And then a couple weeks go by and I was literally on a run and I ran past her in the park and she was like, Josie, like they still need a yoga instructor. You should go there. I was like, fuck it. So I was like on my running high. I literally ran to this gym mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I heard you needed a yoga instructor. And the guy was like, yeah, we do come and take class on Saturday and you can check out like how this guy teaches and see if it's like a good fit. So I was like, okay. So I showed up for class mm. and I was like, all ready to take class. And he comes in the room. He's like, well, the instructor is not here. So you're teaching. Holy I like, shit. <laughs> I was like, Surprise! I was like, are you fucking kidding? Me? I'm just here to teach class. I was like, class. let me get my iPad out. So yeah. I just like put on my music, didn't have time to think about it. And oh. I just taught this class and like, that's all I needed because then I was like, I got this and everybody there was like, that was great. And then I ended, he like hired me right away. Wow. Okay. I started teaching there on the schedule like a few times a week, mm -hmm. gained a following pretty fast. And then I was still teaching there and I was doing hair. But then once I had that like confidence, like, okay, you have this, like you can do this. Yeah. I just started trying to teach everywhere. I was mm -hmm. like teaching at like five studios. Whoa. Um, at one time and doing hair full time oh and trust me like they paid me hardly anything i was not doing it for the money i was doing it for the pure joy of like teaching and finding my voice and mm -hmm. i was dry like i would close off my books like if somebody needed a sub in the middle of the day at like four across town i would like close off my books for the salon go teach this class for like 15 dollars mm -hmm. drive all the way back to finish out my day just because i like wanted to do it mm -hmm. so then people around me were like josie um they like my clients started coming to me because they were curious and they saw like the shift in me and they were like, so it was cool because a lot of my hair clients, mm -hmm. they still come to me mm. to do yoga. So that was wow. cool to like have that transition. And a lot of them, some of them have like gone on to do my teacher training, which is awesome. That is that's awesome. crazy. Yeah. So I, people customer retention. That's, <laughs> that's, that is customer retention. In the back of my head, I was always like, okay, I want to open a studio. But then that voice was still saying like, mm. you're young. Like, you're not a guru. Like, how can you open a studio? But then I had people in my life being like, Josie, have you thought about just opening a space? Because I wanted to make it my life. And I knew that if that is what I wanted to do, I wasn't going to be able to, like, teach a thousand classes a week to sustain that. And also, I didn't want to be, like, a million places. Yeah. And for me, I don't do well, like, working in groups. Like, I was never the one to, like, love, like, group projects. Like, I either want to, like, do it on my own or, like, you do this. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just have a I vision and, like, it has – and it's, I like working with people, but when it comes to creativity, it's hard for me to, like, ease up in mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of teaching at each place to what they – what I knew that they wanted. Like, mm -hmm. this studio was more power. This studio was more, like, 
chill. This was this, but it was never like fully me. Mm -hmm. And like, I couldn't just like, I guess I could have, but I didn't allow myself to fully be myself as a teacher. I was pleasing their audience because that's what you kind of have to do when you're teaching or working for someone else. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I have to do my own thing. So Mm -hmm. people just started saying, have you thought about opening a space? I'm like, what? And then in the back of my head, I'm like, yes, every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Never. I actually wake up, dream, like, you know, go to sleep thinking about it, wake up thinking about it. But yeah. So then I just was like, I have to do this. So I went to Mexico, completed my 200 hour because I only did like a 100 hour and then I had to do another 100. Mm-hmm. Completed that. And once, like, when I was there, I would take these, like, meditation walks on the beach every morning. And every day I was just, like, thinking of, like, what I was going to do when I came back to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I came back, I just, like, hit the pavement. Literally, I would go on runs and try to find spaces, like, commercial spaces. Because Mm -hmm. there was never anything online. And, like, in the short north, things go so fast. Oh, yeah. So I literally, like, found a place when I was running, called the number. I remember Peter Merkel showed me the space. And I, as soon as I walked in, I was like, this is it. And I called my mom. I was like, um, hey, so this is happening. And she, of course, like, stood behind me um, as far as, like, just being there to support me. Yeah, yeah. So I just signed the lease. And I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. So within a year of me teaching, I owned a studio. But I didn't stop doing hair because – at first, I was actually looking for a place that was that I'd be able to do hair and teach. Wow. Because I was yeah. afraid of like letting go. Of that part of yeah. it. Yeah. It was like, shit, I have to have this thing though, because I'm a hairstylist and that's mm-hmm. what I'm known as. And like Did you self so you identified that as yourself? Oh, like completely. that's who I am. Because that's so who I, I was that. everywhere yeah. I went. Like yeah. you know, you go Jessie, somewhere, she does people want to like talk about hair. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I think and, legitimately when we first met you on High Street, like not too long into us dating. She was like, oh, yeah, she used to be a hair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really was like I was very much like in that whole scene of like styling hair for a lot of different things. So that's how I associated myself and like everybody I knew, like I had met through that process pretty Mm -hmm. much. So I was afraid to let that go. Um, But then I found a space and I was like, okay, I'll still like have the studio and then do hair but then the space started to like blow up pretty fast. So I like went down to four days and three days and two days. And then finally I was like, I just have to cut it off. Like mm-hmm. I can't do both because yeah. it was like pulling you were, me. And you were the only one teaching at that point. Well, I was the only one teaching at first. And then I brought on Baba G Day and then another person, another person. Because people like the way it worked is like people were coming in and taking class and being like, hey, I want to teach here, which is how Melissa came about so that was cool but like eventually I had like five instructors and then I like pulled a plug on my hair I was like okay like this is I'm doing it and once I did that like everything changed like (laughs) I was able to breathe for a minute actually throw yourself into one thing was it so and if you don't want to answer this you don't have to but like so was it stressful to have to pay for because you own the hairstylist Mm -hmm. situation too right you were paying for rent for one spot and then rent for another spot too like how, man, I would be super stressed about. Yeah, I was, it was literally like operating two businesses. So like working with my CPA to like do both things and like keeping it separate. And Mm -hmm. it was crazy. 
Yeah. Who's your CPA is like, you're killing me here. And then, and so, yeah, like, well, at first I used the hair because I did this all on my own. I didn't take out a loan or anything like that. So like the money I was pulling in from hair, I was also putting into the yoga studio. So it was like feeding into that. But then once it kind of like went down to like one day a week, it just didn't make sense. not feeding anything anymore at that point. That's crazy. So you open your studio one year after you got your teacher training. How long was it before you gave up hair completely? Mm. I think it was like nine months. Wow. And it didn't take that long. I mean, I don't even know. Honestly, like that first year, because I I was, it was a fucking blur. (laughs) Like I didn't hardly do anything. Like I was so like hyper focused on like getting the studio to where it is and like all I did was I like lived and breathed it like all I did was talk about it how could I like I was networking a lot because mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't pay for any advertisement so it was just me like getting the word out there and then people talking about it and you know coming up with like ideas for you know we would do these events at like coffee shops and I was like oh if I if I teach here then the people that come here will find out about it so I was like creating these like events to do for the studio to pull in people to practice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to like have fun. Cause how fun is that to like have a live DJ at a cool for spot? Sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it never is a bad thing. Um, did you have to do, cause I've always, from the first time I ever went into that location, I always loved the way that it was. Like I love the energy of the place. Thank yoga. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, did you have to do any work to this spot or it was just, that's how it was when you found it? <laughs> So it was actually a photography studio, which was perfect because it was like set up for what I needed. Um, Mm -hmm. The only thing I added was like the desk and wow, that's crazy. So that's that's such a perfect spot for you. You can. She says too. I mean, anytime that you go into that location, you just feel like centered and. I don't know, whoever the photographer that was that put mm-hmm. that together, kudos to them. Yeah. It must be very Zen people because it puts it's everybody super, calm. Yeah, it's yeah. super, I don't know. I was telling Josie earlier because now, um, plug, I do check-ins at Thank Yoga on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the 5 o'clock class. Paid, um, hashtag paid <laughs> advertising. Yeah, paid ads. Um, no, it's not. But um, it is. it maybe is one of my, one of the, one of my favorite parts of my days on Tuesdays and Thursdays. My work is crazy. I go there and it's like everything just kind of like it melts away. And I'm not even like I'm not yeah. taking a class. I'm checking people in. But it's something about the space. that space. Well, yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with like the amount of practice that's been done in that space. That's like, probably good, what it is. I mean, it's got good vibes. It's there. got great vibes. <laughs> it's got good energy. Yeah. Great there. vibes. Okay. <clears throat> Back to so you like nine months, maybe a year, you let go hair completely. I remember sending that email. Oh my God. I was sitting there like with my finger on it. Like, am I fucking really doing this? And like, I sent it and my heart sunk. And then right away I got these like emails from people like, congratulations. I was like, yes. Okay, good. Did you, how did you break that to your clients? I guess that's, that's like, well, people with their hairstylists are like, I know you can't leave. Yeah. Especially when you're down to like one day, (laughs) they're they're, they're like, Things are not going to be going this way. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. I learned that I had to stop talking about what I was doing so much because everybody has an opinion. And, mm. like, especially even your friends. Like, I've had a lot of my friends, like, they were like, are you sure you want to do this? Because – and it's not that they, like, weren't supportive, but, like, maybe it was going to, like, take me away from, like, doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you get things in your head, and if they don't think it's a good idea, like, that can – 
that was weighing on me a lot. Like I'd want everybody's approval. Like, hey, do you think yeah. this is a good idea? And somebody says no, I'm like, oh fuck, maybe it's not. Yeah. So I was like, no, I need to stop talking about it. Like I, I have like two core people I can talk to that are like on my side that get it that can like talk me off, like out of a bad idea or whatever that I really trust that are more like mentors. But when you start mm -hmm. telling everybody your business and like wanting approval from everyone, that's when it gets really cloudy and muddy mm -hmm. and you kind of forget what you want. So as far as like my clients, I just learned that I had to like stop really saying everything mm -hmm. and they were cool with it. Like, you know, they want me to be happy. At the end of the day, they weren't excited to like lose their hairstylist, but I, you know, referred them to like multiple different people that I thought would like fit their needs. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just like, okay guys, Sorry, bye. bye. <laughs> I was like, it was like a process like, okay, you're going to mesh well with this girl because I'm friends with a ton of hairstylists. Mm -hmm. So like I knew like what personalities would match. So mm -hmm. everybody was cool. But like the point is when I was talking about all of it, it just everybody's opinions like messed with me so much. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of um, internal confidence or intestinal fortitude or however you want to put it to step on a ledge and, and then jump. be willing to, to take that. <laughs> from people and like you said sometimes if you like if you're still trying to gain that or hold on to it uh it can be maybe the best idea to not share with everybody yeah at every given moment yeah yeah that's ins i yeah. i have a lot of respect for people who are able to say like i'm gonna do this and it might not make any sense to you but i'm gonna do it because yeah. this is what i feel is right and it takes a lot of strength and confidence and sometimes most people don't make that leap and kudos to you for doing that Thank because you. here you are today i mean yeah Obviously five years okay i can't believe it's been five years josie that's crazy okay so studio open every you know you give up hair you're in it full time and you start doing teacher training obviously at think yeah. yoga which is also amazing um five years four years have gone by what what in your head was next for you? Like, cause this studio is running like a well-oiled machine now. Like mm. it, like you're still teaching there, but you also travel to teach. You do a lot of workshops. Was there, was there any point during this five years where you were like, okay, what's next? Every day. Every <laughs> I'm day. always like, okay, what's next? Okay. Um, mm. So that's my thing. Like it was only a couple years into this studio being open that I was like, um, I was seeing where I wanted to go. I didn't want to close the studio, but I knew that I wasn't going to be the one in charge of it anymore. Mm. So I was kind of, and I had had offers, like people wanting to like buy it or take it over, but it didn't feel like it didn't feel right. It wasn't the right fit. It was for like financial yeah. rather than like the love of it. So I had gone after about a year of being open, I actually moved to New York for six months to complete a 500 hour training there. So mm. I was running the studio while I was, well, I had the help of another, um, instructor who did like manager stuff at the time, Kara Woodhouse. Um, and anyways, I was doing like most of the stuff while I was gone and in the middle I, of 500 hour teaching. Yeah. Training. And like when I was there, I was like, okay, like I can be away and like still have the studio run. Mm -hmm. But also I was always nervous about like, oh my God, what's going on. I felt like I always, even though I gave like responsibility to other people, I always felt like this thing in my gut that was like, worried about stuff like, oh my God, I have to be there. Oh my God. You know? So I was like, I can be gone, but at the same time, is this the feeling I want to have all the time? Cause yeah. that's just how I am as a person. I get very like, 
I need to be in charge if I have something going. So once Melissa came around and she like devoted her entire teaching career to teaching at Think and she was managing, that's when I was like, well, this is someone that it could work. And Mm -hmm. like, it just, it was very organic. It wasn't like, I thought, I don't know. It just, I knew that that's, what I needed to do was let go of it so that I could open up space for me to do other stuff and not be like super stressed all the time and worried all the time about what was going on at the studio because I trusted like it's still going to run. I just didn't want to have that feeling. But also I really believe that like you have to give your focus to like certain things at a time. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't keep doing hair and do the studio Mm -hmm. and I couldn't keep doing the studio and then go on to do other things that I'm not even sure of yet. You know what I mean? I'm still figuring stuff out, but I'm opening up that space so that it can come. But if Mm. I stayed doing that same thing, I knew that I was going to get bored again and be like, okay. What's now? Yeah. And I feel like I always have to keep it like fresh and new, not just for me, but for my students. Like that's, Mm. that's what I want to do always. Like, yeah. Yeah. When you hit certain plateaus, like in anything, I think unless you, Unless something like challenges you in different ways every single day, then like, why are you doing yeah. it? Yeah, like I much? love a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. blessing and a curse, but yeah. I really, really love to be challenged. Yeah, because if not, like you're just you're, it's. I mean, it boils down to learning things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not learning, if you're complacent, then you're dying. In right. my opinion, yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at things. Fair. Um, but by challenging yourself in your career, I mean. That's the thing I, I would see. Um, I've been in corporate world and outside of corporate world, so I've seen kind of both sides. But the thing I would always see people just like, I don't know how people slog through 30 years mm. and have stopped Doing caring or thing. learning. Yeah. And they just are there for um, the like the Safety. retirement money. Right, right. Like basically, like I get it. But by the same token, like I, I, can't, I can't be a fulfilling no. life really. Right. You just like. Dying but it depends so because like everybody's so different that's that true there too. are people that like sure. I'm like yeah. yes be be a CPA like do a 9 to 5 because that's actually going to like feed some people whereas yeah. Yeah. me like that's not going to feed me cuz I need change I need mm-hmm. different scenery but some people they operate well with like the same scenery Stability. you know what I'm saying or, or but it's like, like figuring that out I mean some people yeah. like they're not operating well I'm just going to say that but I'm <laughs> saying there's a place in this world for everything and it's mm-hmm. like up to us and that's like why I practice and why I teach is for like mm-hmm. everyone to figure out like what their truth is like what is actually going to like make you feel completely alive and like that you're yeah. here for a purpose and you're like contributing in a certain way and giving your gift whatever that gift is Absolutely. That's a really yeah, good way to put it. No disrespect to CPAs because my thing yeah. is too. If good you're Lord, we so need one too. If you're challenged every Seriously. day, like, man, this lady keeps coming back to me with two businesses and like, how's she right? going to make that work? <laughs> like, I mean, you get those new challenges every day. So maybe that works for them too. True. But. True. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, That was a really, that was a really great point. I mean, you know, we know different people in our lives that are so unfulfilled with what they do. Yeah. But they do it because. They either don't know any better or they do it because they're too afraid to take that step and yeah. say, I I have to at least try and like jump yeah. and see what happens. Right. Um, you seem propelled well, by it, though. Like you I've have been to lucky to have um, pretty like a really cool mom and also a really awesome older sister. Well, I have two awesome older sisters, but one, um, she 
is always like, there's no right or wrong. And like, I'm into like Buddhist teaching. So later on in life, I've come to like practice that. But just like before she was like, Josie, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you're literally going to like open a studio and no one's going to show up and who fucking cares yeah. or you're going to open it and everyone's going to show up and like who fucking cares. You know what I'm saying? She's always like, you have like right or wrong. There is nothing unless it's just your path. As long as you're like doing it authentically and like with, mm. um, you're not doing it to like harm someone, mm. then, you know, you're failing quote unquote for a purpose. You're mm. learning. So like yeah. that was always in my head. I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. Like, I can do this. I can fail and it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And my mom was the same way. Like, yeah. she's like, what, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. The it's true. I mean, I, I, w I think, I don't know if you were the one who told me, but there was, um, it was an article I read about this business owner. And whenever she, when she was a child, her father wouldn't ask her, what did you do today? He would always ask her, how did you fail today? When I was growing up, that it, that was not a part of my psyche. Like yeah. my the psyche of my family is like you have to succeed. Mm -hmm. Like what did you do right today? But if you switch it and say how did you fail today? As you get older, you're like I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah, you're failing and you're still learning even though you fail. Right. It's not like the end of the world, right? So I think that's a really good way to put it, and that's that's pretty awesome. Moving forward, um, <laughs> jumping over. So you decided to let you decided to let the studio go. And did you know at that point that you were going to open? Thank. Um. Not. No. Not fully. Mm -mm. Okay. So it was a just. It was just like I have to let this go, yeah. and then whatever happens after that's going to happen. Yeah. Like I knew that I was always going to like you know travel and teach. Like I had things set up. I wasn't like okay, I'm gonna close this and like sit at home but I didn't <laughs> fully Could not know. even see that happening I didn't fully know that vision and like that's the, th the thing that I love about that it's so thrilling for me and frustrating but like I like that part of like being able to be like I don't 100% know and that's mm. kind of exciting <laughs> to not that's know fair. everything like I didn't yeah. know opening think that like where it was gonna go it just went in a certain way mm. You didn't plan that. That's cool, though. I feel like everybody plans so much, and then they're like, no, this is not what – no, I didn't think this was going to happen. I mean, it's, like, good to plan to a certain extent, but also I feel like the the over-planning can um, – Kill the joy. Well, yeah, and it, you can miss out on opportunity because you're so hyper-focused on that one thing that you miss out on the thing that you, like, could have seen to mm. the right of you that's like, oh, like, wait, I'm here. Like, what, what about this? You're, like, looking straight forward and – only to that one thing where when you get there, it might not even be what you want. Mm. <laughs> you have this idea of like, oh, I want that shiny thing. And then you get there, you're like, oh, this isn't like making me happy though. And it's really not that great anyway. So I think that it's good to have like space for the unknown always because that's where the magic happens. <laughs> like that's when I started practicing and it swept me off my feet. I didn't go into it being like, I'm going to make this be something I love. Like I'm mm. going to be a yoga instructor. It was like I didn't have any other choice because it kind of happened to me. Yeah. Interesting. Does that make sense? Do I sound oh, like no. I'm on drugs? No, no you don't sound like you're on drugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know what? Like that's a beautiful thing to know, to, to let things happen. To follow your intuition. Because people don't let things happen. I feel yeah. like people have the tendency to overplan 
I'm going to do this now and then I'm going to do this tomorrow and then I'm going to do this five years from now and this 10 years from now. And then you're oh, like, that's me all day. I know. That's and that's, am. yeah. But then that it's like, that's terrible. how you operate. So yeah. it works for you, but yeah. it doesn't really, no, so <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to unlearn that. So it's all good. Yeah. And while I'm the reason why this works so well is that because I'm the one that's like, okay, well, how are we going to get there? Yeah. You can plan, you can say you want to be there in five years, but how do you get there? Where yeah. Like you with your podcast. There? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with our podcasts and all that fun stuff. And it's 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 thrilling. And that's all you said was true. You don't sound like you're on drugs. I think that's a really beautiful way to put it. Like you have to leave space for the unknown. And that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so how did Thank the new one come about? Okay, so the so I opened a space called Thank Studio. Um because after I've led, I've led three teacher trainings now, 200-hour teacher training. So now I've led people so into their path of becoming a teacher. But all the while, like, I think that everybody could benefit from doing a teacher training because mm-hmm. – but we get this – I think a lot of people get this idea of, like, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. Like, people will come up to me and be like, oh, I'm not, like, you know, advanced enough to go to the teacher training. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, that's not the right – Mentality. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, ooh, this isn't good. Like, that's not what this is about. Because what you do in a teacher training, yes, it has everything to do with teaching yoga, but it has nothing to do with teaching yoga. It's like an explorative self-study time. And we use yoga as like a tool to get us there, to sharpen our like tools of awareness inside. So I was like, hmm, there's so much that I can be teaching um, people in like little segments of this training that I want to offer people that they don't have to come and do a 200 hour teacher training, Mm. you know, like if people are showing up on their mat, like I love the energy of an open class, but also I think it's really important if you're going to give your body that much time in a week in your lifetime to put into like a practice, I think it's really good to like refine it every once in a while to, Mm. to know what you're doing in your shoulders, to understand how to hold a down dog so that I can like, you know, me as a teacher can, show you with adjustments with physical cues that I can't give all that um, detail in an open class to everyone right Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important to have those times to like break down your practice also like you want to work on inversions come work on handstands with me you know like you're not going to get there the first time it's going to take you know effort whatever but like there's all these different things also I'm really into my meditation practice and I'm like offering um either guided meditation or if you want to develop a home practice or same thing with like the physical practice, like I can help you get a home practice. So there's all these little tools that I use in the training that I'm offering on an individual basis Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. at the the space. And also I like having uh, my own space. Like I could do this and go to people's houses and stuff, but it's not the same. And I feel like people do better if they get out of their like comfort zone. Yeah. For just a minute, like get away from their dog, get away from like their, you know, computers and like put in some time so it's still like giving them that feeling of being at a studio um so that's why I was like you know I really just want a space to be able to offer this stuff and also I'll be working with like small groups like bachelorette parties or you know anything that you could probably think of Mm -hmm. if it's a question you have you can you know ask me email me and we can figure something out or if I don't think it's the right fit I can send you somewhere else Mm -hmm. um Also, I'll be doing like a mentorship with people that have graduated from 200-hour teacher programs to um, help with, you know, their voice and like all these different things that I could get into. But 
tools. Yeah, we won't get Your into teacher that. tools. To right. me, it sounds like kind of like um, Thank Yoga would be uh, a school or, or a, a college. And it sounds like Thank Studio is a finishing school in a way. Sure. Because it's, like it's more. Yeah, it's like it's you're more, getting your master's degree. Exactly. I mean, it's like, so <laughs> you have the broad, broad learning that you have to get in order to be able to then pinpoint specific stuff. And it sounds like the pinpoint aspect is more intriguing to you at this stage. Yeah. And like, I love teaching open classes and the energy of it, but I also mm. love being one-on-one so much. Like I love like reading people's bodies and seeing like what we can mm. adjust and fine tune and all that stuff. And I love like seeing when it clicks in people's bodies and like, Oh, okay. Because it really can't like, if you're practicing incorrectly a lot and just not engaging the right things, like you can go into injury really easily and then like you don't show up to yoga. So mm. then you're not going to these open classes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not to say, like, to stop you from going to the open classes. It's just to complement those classes, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, yeah. The finishing school. Yeah, it's the that's finishing school. school. I like yeah. that. I like that. So they go hand in hand. So, you know, I'll, I'm still affiliated with, you know, Thank Yoga is always going to be, like, my kind of name. And that's, mm-hmm. it's still, the studio is called Thank Yoga Studio. And then I'm still always going to be, like, Thank Yoga and whatever I'm doing. But, mm-hmm. We're still affiliated, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad you broke that down too, because I think even when when it was announced, like we were like, "Wait, I thought she, I thought I'm, she sold the studio." Yeah, everyone's really confused. <laughs> but like that, that helps to like that definitely yeah. like yeah. clarifies cool. very much so on that. Um, so I did have a question in terms of more broadly about yoga in general. So you you mentioned stuff like strength. Uh, yeah. and it, you were, it was, you were more into like a strength style versus like a more chill style. And you were kind of at the beck and call of some of these things. How is yoga this varied it, it is, and what are some of the more popular variants on it? Because truthfully, my only experience with yoga is thank yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't really know anything yeah. other than that. Yeah. And like, I've, I've looked at other, that's not quite true. So I think I've done like a gym class here and there. But it wasn't like a full-on yoga studio, and it you guys definitely do it differently than any uh, any other place I've ever seen. So how is it that that much of a variant, and how many different variants are there out there? I guess. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. This is a good question. This could take me about two days to answer, so I'm gonna really <laughs> sum it up, or maybe two weeks. Damn. Um, Damn, I'm sorry. Well, so here's the thing. I was drawn when I started my practice, and I kept going back. I'm I'm like an endurance junkie. I'm a runner. I run marathons, mm-hmm. so I love the thrill of like getting kicked in the ass right and that's what i needed at the time to Mm. grab my attention it is not my practice anymore um but that's what i needed and we all need different things like some people come to the practice through meditation some people come through like hatha so there's hatha there's ashtanga there's vinyasa kundalini iyengar there's all these different styles and um different teachings of the practice but i've actually over the past five years like in my 500 hour teacher training we had to practice all the styles which was great for me because I, I incorporate a lot of different styles into my teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so the word vinyasa is thrown around so much because people know it now. So it's yeah, like, oh, a vinyasa a class, I'm going to go. Like yeah. my th- class is vinyasa, but when you come, it's not going to be the same as somebody else's and neither is Melissa's. You know, like it's just a word we know now, mm-hmm. but there's so many different lineages and um teachings and I could give you a list of like 10 books to read or like one just to kind of like sum up some things. But Mm -hmm. that's why I love this so much because I am 
constantly able to be curious. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to do a, a workshop in Kundalini. I'm going to go to New York this weekend and do this. And like, I learned something brand new and, and it just like opened my eyes to something completely new about the practice. Um, so that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. It's so, like mixed martial arts. Like there's a bajillion different kinds yeah. of mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say about my practice where I was drawn to like a really intense physical practice and that's what needed to like capture my attention. Mm -hmm. Now I like, and I hated meditation. I hate, I was the girl that would like leave before Shavasana. I was like, <laughs> fuck if I'm going to lay here, I'm going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And I would like roll out my mat and leave. And I could not stand it. And there was this, the first studio I started practicing in, there was a clock on the wall and I would just like watch that thing. Like, oh my God, can we be done yet? <laughs> and now I crave meditation, mm -hmm. but it's taken me a long time to get there. Like I remember my first experience meditating and I wanted to crawl out of my skin because mm -hmm. um, I wasn't ready to like see myself wow. really. Wow. Okay. And like it took a lot of practice and a lot of sitting and a lot of going through phases of hating the practice of yoga. I was like this thing that I loved so much. Now I opened a studio and I'm stressed all the time. I, I like hated it for a little bit, yeah. like, but I still showed up. Like I just did it. And I went, like I worked through these things. And I say that a lot, like people are like, oh, you just have to like let go of something. And I don't really believe you can just like let go of it without working through it. Mm. It's, it takes work. So now and I love my practice and right. um and I'm sure there's gonna be another time where I hate it, you know. But it's like that's what I was gonna ask you. I was like, it's have not, you ever been I a think moment that people you wake up? look at people that practice yoga and think like, oh, they just love it all the time. Like, or they look at me when I run and they're like, oh, well, it's hard to run, so I don't. And I'm like, it's fucking hard a lot, but I do it anyways. You know, it's like a choice. Yeah. And I'm not saying like do something even though you hate it. I don't know. It's like you got to figure out like what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. And don't too, stop like, when it gets hard. Yeah. Definitely. That's when you, you should stay, yeah. you know, like that's when stuff starts to really like click. Mm -hmm. mm. When shit gets hard. That's, yeah. that's, that. that's a good lesson in life in general. Right. <laughs> well, I don't, I, my, I guess my, one of my last questions is, so now think is open and, and yeah. kind of, you're, you're going to build another or incorporate another community into your practice and help them find their practice. Um, are you looking forward to anything special that's coming up this summer? Because I know earlier we talked about how the studio, um, because it's the summertime and people tend to spend a lot of time outside, yeah. studios are normally a little quieter. Um, are you looking forward to the fall and winter when it starts to get like super packed again? Or um, are you, are you like getting ready to travel for the, for the fall and winter? You know, I'm not entirely sure what my schedule is going to look like in the fall and the winter, but mm -hmm. right now I'm just enjoying. Um, so I went into this process because when I opened Think Yoga, I was very stressed. And I was talking to my mom about this the other day. I was like, I would always call her and be like, oh my God, this happened and this happened. And I don't know, like, da 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 da. And I would always call and complain. And like, and I was like, you know what? Don't let me do that. Like, this is exciting. I want to do this. Like, I'm going to enjoy it. So I'm like, just enjoying it as best as I can and just reminding myself every day, like, this is something you want to do, like, enjoy it. So I'm also like enjoying, like having more time to like go run and go on a walk with my dog and read and like sit by the pool and like take time instead of like stress about something. If mm -hmm. I like have an open space, like I'm mm -hmm. going to like do something that makes me feel happy and brings me joy. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to do. That's really good. So that's kind of been my practice lately and I'm enjoying having a little more time. I also like to be 
it's not that I have all this like downtime, but like instead of using those hours to like stress and complain, I'm just trying to like be in Live the in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Did you always know you were going to be an entrepreneur like even when you were a kid? I don't think I even knew what that was, you know, um, I, I, but I've always, um, liked taking on projects of my own, I guess. Mm. Um, but I didn't really have that understanding of like what an entrepreneur was, Mm. to be honest. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious about that. Cause I mean, your path has always been on your own, which is really interesting. Yeah. Well, my mom's a nurse, my dad's a nurse anesthetist, like they're, Mm. you know, like I, I didn't really know like <laughs> about like or, yeah. business or anything like that. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the fact that you obviously, I mean, I think your, your path kind of speaks to you get super passionate about something. You really follow it and you don't let others get in the way of it. Like you just are like, I'm going to put all my shit on the table and yeah. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think that's definitely like, Every person that sat in that chair and we've talked to, it is an entrepreneur. It's kind of the same story. Yeah. They're just like, I don't really have any other choice. Like, I just have to kind of do this shit because yeah. there's something that eats in me that has to has to happen. Yeah, totally. Do you have any other questions? That's it, man. All right. Well, it comes down to our last question. Ooh. We prepped you for it. But I didn't Sort prep. of, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so we always ask the you know, our guests to, to give us three pieces of advice they would share to their younger self. You've gone through quite a bit in the last 10 years. You've opened two studios, changed careers. Um, you've taught so many people the, to find their path in yoga. And you've also taught now teachers, um, who are spreading that gospel and that joy to other people. So I guess you would be the perfect person to ask this question because you have you have so much. I mean, you still have so much in front of you, but like you've already gone through so much to begin with. Wow. Thank you for that. Of course. Well, define younger self. <laughs> um, let's talk about. I mean, it could even be like two years ago. I know. It yeah. could be any time. No, and like we mean that. Like, so yeah. whatever, if you want to tell yourself at 10 or if you want to tell yourself at 18 or yeah. 21 or yesterday. Or I think in general, because I have this way of like making it seem like I just don't give a fuck about anything. Like in a way of like, oh, she just doesn't give a fuck. Like she does what she does. I, in my head, I have a lot like second guessed myself and worried what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like they're going to think I'm crazy for doing this, whatever. And like spend a lot of time in that place. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm just like, I can't do that. Like I do give a fuck, but I don't care so much about like people's opinions really, you know, yeah. as long as I'm like being honest and true to me and like working with integrity, then like, it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. once you can like really say that, like you get a little lighter. So there's that, um, what, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Three pieces of advice you would pieces offer. Pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, um, younger, self. younger self. I would say try it and fail <laughs> and try it and fail and try it and fail and keep doing that. Like it, that's like really like a consistent mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think failure, we've talked about this, is like a huge part of the process. And if yeah. you're not doing something that's making you fail in a way, then like what is the fun of that? If we show up and we're like good at everything and the same thing with our physical yoga practice, like if we just do the poses really good at all the time, like 
what's the point? It's so mundane. Yeah. Like there's nothing, we're not learning anything. You're so learning. there's that. A third piece of advice would be um, learn to meditate. <laughs> Start a meditation practice. Would your younger self be like, fuck you, I'm not going to meditate? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> totally. Yeah, there's a high probability. That How about no? But it's so effective. Like you talk to any person that is like, doing something great i don't know they're all like oh i meditate i don't know everybody's on that meditation tip and that's what i feel like is a is the practice right Mm -hmm. um being able to sit with yourself (laughs) yeah i've tried those um they you know they have those apps now yeah headspace yeah i've tried headspace and it's it's funny that you said earlier like i wanted to crawl out of my own skin and i i've i tried it for i think a couple of days and I kept looking at my watch because I was like, I don't, I can't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So, so you should take your watch off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really should. Or I shouldn't look at my phone headspace. Um, I was going to say that kind of defeats the point. Of that, I know. I know. I well, do. I mean, you, you set the timer and you put it down yeah. and then close your eyes. Have you tried that? <sighs> yeah, it hasn't worked. Yeah. But and I mean, it's not again. easy. In those three pieces of advice, I don't know. I'd probably say something different in five minutes or tomorrow, but like, once I understood the importance of that last one, the meditation piece, like, I don't know. I just feel Everything like else kind of it's like a hidden place. gym that a lot of people don't know. It's so easy. You can do five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, and maybe work yourself up more. But like even those like small little times just change everything mm. for me. We might have to take a meditation workshop. Yeah, man. Come to me. <laughs> I would love to. I think that sounds amazing. Okay, this is the um, this is the moment where we give you space to plug whatever oh. it is you need to plug, social media, yeah. website, classes, upcoming classes, workshops, and whatnot. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me at thankyoga.com. You mm. can find me at thankyoga on Instagram. I'm not really a huge fan of Facebook, so don't find me there. Um, oh, I will say one more thing. Um, yeah. Thank Yoga Studio is where you can go take open classes. Yes, um, at the new well, at the old space that is now Melissa Petty's studio mm-hmm. um, yes. with awesome instructors. I teach there twice a week as well, too. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, awesome. Sweet. That's all, I got. all right. Well, I'm sure. Oh, so on ThankYoga.com, they can find if you're doing workshops at the new yeah. place, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So. There you go. There you have it. Josie, thank you so much. No, for, thank you so much for having me. For sharing with us. Awesome. Uh, thanks again to Josie for coming in and chatting with us. Uh, again, yeah, she gave us all the information of where you can find her now. Obviously, she's on um, Instagram, uh, thank yoga, at thankyoga. Um, we're excited to maybe take a meditation class. I feel like I need a lot of meditation right now. Definitely. That was a, a point that we had gained from that interview was – uh, we could probably use some more meditation in our lives. Yeah, so. a little bit to center yourselves. Yeah, man. kind of important. That's the space to go to, evidently, for that, too. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the space on, you know, obviously on the on the grams and online, and it looks really beautiful, and she's done an amazing job with it. So No doubt. Many, uh, many good tidings to her and her new venture. Good tidings. Good tidings, indeed. Someone's feeling in the holiday <laughs> spirit already. <laughs> Christmas in July. That's right. Um, anyways, guys, we have a couple of great podcasts coming up. Now that we're back from our 4th of July hiatus. We're just going to hit you with content. We are going to hit you long. with a crap load of content. If you haven't heard it yet, we have our pop cult micropod up for this week's Bachelorette. 
Um, that's already up. Yes. And we'll have the recap, uh, Brian's recap up on the website here in a couple of days. We have Jock Whisperer coming out. Oh, it's already up. Oh, it's already up. Oh, yeah. So, As of this recording, it yes, is already up. So we have Pop Cult. We have Jock Whisperer. We have this interview. You got our and, lovely podcast. And we and the upcoming weeks, we have some really, really good um, interviews as well. Oh, man. Um, I'm super excited about all of them. Oh, man. There's so many good ones. Yeah, so many good ones. Um, per usual, if you guys want to find us on Instagram, it's still under my... Um, my handle, which is Rita Remix, that's R-I-T-A-R-E-M-I-X-E-D. You can also find Brandon on there, who will hopefully soon start posting up some music stuff. It's coming. Yeah. I swear. Hashtag music stuff on BY's Live. Um, yes. We are RememberToFloss.com. Yes, we are. Um, you can totally send us some emails if you have any comments, or if you know somebody that you think might be a great fit for... Um, for the podcast we love to talk to them we're always we love to hear people's stories and to hear their journeys i think that's really fascinating and inspiring you can hit us up at remember to floss blog at gmail.com or hi at remember to floss.com we'd love to hear totes we'll see you guys next week have a good weekend yeah peace <laughs>